Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we cover all things Overwatch 2, including Blizzard, Sojourn, and the Overwatch League. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another April episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you've all had a great week and weekend. Um... Hopefully you're not as stressed and overworked and sleep deprived as I am. My God, I, I am. I, I'm just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, scheduling for work and stuff has always been, you know, off the walls bonkers sometimes. Uh, and yeah, recently is not not an exception. How's things been with the escape room? Oh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, went around actually. Uh, one of the, my more interesting experiences recently. Um, I, I I'm not going to talk about the horror fest that happened yesterday. That that was terrible. Oh, well, um, now that you mentioned it, okay, I mean, okay, like... okay. I'll just mention like you know two <laughs> letters, dude. Uh, bo, yo, oh. just just take a shower, bro. Like, don't go in our smallest room, and like stink oh. it up. It it was bad. Oh, have uh, I told you about the the um the guy I knew who just refused to take showers? Like that's that's gross. So no. I was a um I when I was in I think junior high. Yeah, I was junior high. Um I live by CalArts, which is California Institute of the Arts. So I would take some like community free community music classes there. They had this program where um current students there would like teach to kids from the community just I I don't know why probably it helped them with some credits or, or something um but anyway i took this one class on electronic music and the guy's name was will Kreppel, and he refused to take a shower because he didn't believe in soap like we we, we walk in and you can just smell him in there and well first off cal arts is an arts school and so there's a lot of different ways that people like to express themselves. Most infamously, CalArts is clothing optional. So you kind of understand that you're going to meet some very strange people. Whoa, whoa hold up. Wait, wait a, col- a college clothing optional? Was, was your school not that weird? Because you went no, to an wait, art school, no. right? I, I went to an art school, but bro, we had to wear clothes. I thought that was like just normal for art school. Nah. <laughs> you see the logic behind it i suppose is that like from what i've understood is that with cal arts they they've i'm finding it hard to put into words because it's so bizarre it's it's bonkers it's like it's part of their artistic expression whether or not to wear clothes um so that makes and also like if you've if you ever see photos of a cal arts um graduation like their outfits if they are wearing any are <laughs> just very over the top and intricate and bizarre um but yeah no that's see, i i just assumed that like all art schools were were that weird and, and funky but yeah no so I, I guess if 
if some people can decide that they don't believe in clothes, I guess Will Kreppel decided he didn't believe in soap. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that is one thing that like should exist, bro. Just yeah, get get some soap. Um, but but in 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 the good in the in the good aspect of it, um, I game mastered this one group, um, super late at night. I think they came in at like ten twenty five or something like that. Um, and they. First thing, I, I bring them into the room. They pick, like, we have drawings on our lockers, right? And, you know, just very simple things that are, like, either anime-based, video game-based. And they, like, instantly took they took the Pikachu locker, which I'm like, okay, that's expected. You know, everybody likes Pikachu. Uh, and then the guy went out of his way to go and take the Master Chief lock, uh, locker that we have. So I'm like, okay, that's not an easily accessible locker. Um so I was like, okay, they're they're gamers. I could tell that they're gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, good group. It was like six people. Um, I bring them into this game. And the first thing that the guy says is like, ooh, this room's looking pretty poggers. And I'm like, oh, damn, this guy's a Twitch <laughs> streamer. Like, I can tell, like, right off the bat. And I was like, okay. Um, essentially, I do my basic routine, you know, my brief. Um, they... Like, I drop a couple hints that, you know, I do stream on Twitch on occasion. And they're like, oh, that's fun. And I'm like, don't don't follow me or do anything until you, like, know you like me as a game master. And they're like, oh, okay. And so, like, I take them through the game. Pretty pretty simple. Uh, they had a good time. And then, like, at the end of it, I ended up getting all six of them to follow my stream. Oh, nice. And then two Prime subs, which is not, like, simple. Like, you know, you have to have Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. but also like they they used it on me and i was like whoa okay wow like I'll, I'll take that like it's not every day that you get to promote your twitch in an escape room and get results like that, does, that doesn't happen and then again i haven't streamed in like i think it's been like a month almost a month now well, um, do that <laughs> it, it's just like I, yeah it's 22 days um that's i've just time. been uh I've been working on not just videos, but also just other other things like getting back into the rhythm of, you know, being a normal person. Um, so, yeah, that that's been a thing. Um, Wait, go but back, yeah, go back. Tell me about the bo thing. Now I'm curious. Yo, okay. The, I told you my 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 story okay. with people with bo. Okay, it, it was just a it was just a couple. They they smelled pretty bad. I. <laughs> like god okay um how can i describe it they're probably like i want to say freshman high school oh they they weren't no they weren't older so it was a it was a guy and a girl uh and we we did a room or like i had to take them into the hardest room that we have um the first thing that happens is like for me you know game mastering i i'm not like close to them right so i i keep my distance i'm like okay cool just watch the video whatever i put them in and then they start having like trouble with some of the puzzles and they're like can we can we get somebody to help us out with this and we're like okay so i go in there first and i was like oh my god i can't breathe i can't like i have a mask on and i'm like oh dude it's hot it's it's warm it it's like <laughs> it hits the back of my throat in ways that like it's uh. not supposed to you uh. know it i was like bro oh my god and like 
my my coworkers are like, what 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 was that about? And I'm like, bro, that room. We're gonna have to like do something about that at the end. And they're like, so like my my team lead, my like leader, the guy who like runs everything. He's like, man, stop being so dramatic. And I'm like, all right, the next puzzle, <laughs> the next puzzle, you go in and you help him. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. He goes in, he's like, bro, oh my god, what is that room? And I, <laughs> and then everyone else is like, we had two other people there too, and they they needed help on four separate occasions and i'm like that's cool and all like some yeah some of the puzzles are tough but like it was it was bad because like we knew at a certain point like between the four of us there we're like yeah we have to rotate them and like some of them are like it's not that bad is it i'm like bro you have to go in there and check it yourself and like lucky for us like unlucky for us they they kept asking for you know help on certain puzzles because they just couldn't figure it out and so, like, we rotated everybody through there and we're like, okay, it's unfortunate that, like, you know, they picked not only the hardest room, but also the smallest room. So it just coagulated in there. But I mean, that's less to clean than if it's the smallest room. I, I guess, but like, it makes it more like strong because it's like compact. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so, like, and then the thing is, like, when you're done with it, you have to, like, go back in there and tell them, like, oh, like, certain things, like, you you missed out on certain things, but, like, you guys did good, X, Y, and Z, right? And, like, they were asking me, like, really questions, like, really long questions, and I was, like, helping them out with it, and I'm just, like, bro, like, I can't, not even, bro. <laughs> and, like, when we were done, we are just, like, all right, who's got the room sprays? Let's go in there. <laughs> Let's just wipe that out <laughs> from our memories. Oh. Uh, but yeah, thank God it was like one of the last games of the day because I, I would have been, I would have felt really bad if somebody else had to go in there immediately after. Uh, that would have been, uh, that would have been really bad. I feel so bad for you guys' noses. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was an experience. We're not obviously like I'm not calling out anybody, but like, yo, like check yourself before you go into a small room. Uh, <laughs> Or, you know, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. I know who you guys are. Yeah. Uh, like, just, I know soap is not a part of the, actually, you know what? It is now a part of the rules, so get screwed. Oh, my God. Like, I, why, why don't, why, I, I know why kids smell bad, but why don't they shower? It, it's like that, but, like, also just, like, inhaling anything in that room was just, tough i i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to be a part of it uh so yeah it, it it was rough um but yeah i mean it's it's a fun experience i i wouldn't trade it i mean i'm going back tomorrow morning so i <laughs> at least something's working out there oh wait matt i meant to ask you how far is like how far is san diego and like oxnard from from like where where we hung out um i'm not sure about oxnard i've only been there like once or twice but san diego from la is maybe on a good day without a lot of traffic maybe an hour and a half close to two hours depending mm, okay depending on how far you're driving how how long you're going how, how like far into san diego you're going 
Yeah. Um, and then the traffic, I guess, is maybe an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, I, I have to think about it. Because, like, apparently the branch, there's a branch of the escape room that I work at that is in San Diego. Ooh. And then there's another one in Oxnard. And so the thing is, if, like, if I go on a weekday, or, like, if I go in at all, just me because I'm a... I'm I'm an employee of the of the company. I get to play those rooms for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I bring friends and stuff, it it they get discounts and whatnot. So I will uh I'll I'll think about it in the future. If you if we ever uh do hang out again and you just want to make a day of just going to escape rooms and trying to figure it out, we can do that. Oh, I mean like I probably I could probably because I have friends who live in San Diego who've offered to let me stay maybe closer to the end of pandemic like i could go down and like take a train down there too if i could just i could probably take time off work because they they've been telling me to take time off work for a while now but (laughs) i don't because i need the money yeah i I feel that but like yeah yeah we could think about it in the summer for sure yeah but yeah we'll we'll see how it goes uh i i hope that it's interesting enough too because like i heard that each each location is different yeah, we have like a different like have a team. Different story yeah we have a different team for each place so like not every puzzle is the same but there's like similar puzzles that i've seen so it's just like oh i know how this operates but i don't want to do it so like most of the time like i'll point my friends in the right direction like when i went to certain places um i'll tell them like hey like play this one right <laughs> And I'll go and look for all the ones that I don't have at my escape room. I'll be like, oh, that one's different. I'm gonna try that one. Like just yeah. just let them let them do the ones that I know how it operates and then have, have me do all the weird ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? How's your week going so far? Well, I turned 27. Yay! So... Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. It was it was a, a, an okay birthday. Um, I I had the uh, the play on my birthday. I went to, well, I went to brunch, and then for the first because I I go to like Sunday brunch with my siblings every weekend. Like we'll go to this um, tea garden place, and we'll have eggs, eggs Benedict and two pots of tea like every week, um, to the point where they pretty much memorized our order except for which teas we're getting that week. So I went there, and my brother paid for the first time ever because normally I'm the one paying. Um, and then I had the play. Um, my family decided they wanted to show up late and almost miss the entire play, but that's okay. Um, and then we went to Korean barbecue and then I opened a few presents. I got a stuffed Godzilla Squishmallow from my parents. And then my sister got me some Pokemon cards and a quote unquote date shirt because apparently she hates the clothes that I wear. So there's that. Uh, my brother got me a gift card to um, GameStop. I got uh, the cast got me like little gifts. Like someone gave me a Ninja Turtles cup, which is really cool. Um, someone made me a mango and strawberry pie. Um, and then during so during rehearsals, I would always like I wouldn't have time to eat dinner because pretty much it would be finish work, run over to rehearsal. And then I just eat like stra- uh, not strawberry. Why did I say strawberry? Um, peanut butter filled pretzels during rehearsal so i wouldn't die of hunger so she got me a a big jar of peanut butter pretzels which was hilarious and amazing so now i will not go hungry when i go to rehearsals for the next play that i'm in which i will be going to on monday um 
And then my friend Esme got me a water bottle with like, with all the like the little lines it's like oh at 8 a.m you should drink this much water at 9 a.m drink this much water because um apparently i don't drink enough water i'm like i forget to drink a lot of the time like i'll wake up and i'll start working and then i won't drink water until like 1 p.m because i just don't think about it and then she got me a copy of the little prince because we were talking about books and that's a book i've never read and then this little screaming goat let me know if you can hear this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's a little screaming goat that i have on my desk now and i can just make it scream so it's fantastic i love it um and then i the other thing that i did was i finished demon slayer season one hey what'd you think i don't know why but when i got to the episode where um nezuko gets her like blood art blood and demon then, art yeah blood demon art and then uh Tanjiro the almost heads yeah spider boy i don't know why but i got really emotional it's like i was sitting there watching i was eating my lunch and watching it and i'm like why do i feel like i'm gonna cry right now it's it's because like you you watched him grow like you you, <laughs> you just you enjoyed what he uh what he went through in order to get there i guess that that makes a lot of sense as to why I was that emotional. Um, but like, so season two, like the first part of season two is just the Mugen Train movie, but extended? Uh, there is, yeah, there's like a series, like a mini series, I think of like seven episodes or yeah. something like that. The Mugen um, Train arc. Yeah, so you can watch it where it's like, you can watch it and it goes into like, there's a couple of extra things from Mugen Train, but it's not important. It's like, yeah it's just essentially it's it's just reruns of the mugen train so if you watch mugen train and you're like okay that's good right then you can just skip those episodes in my opinion like you don't need to go back and watch that you could just start where season two like actually picks up you know so do you recommend i watch the movie or the episodes i would say the movie i i like the movie way more um just because it is ridiculously pretty um Uh And I'm I'm fine with it looking like, like, I it's not a big, like, how could I say it? It's not huge in terms of like what's going on, but it is important enough where like you can watch it, sit down and enjoy the entirety of it in that movie span and still be like satisfied. You don't have to like, you don't have to spend like an extra hour or whatever just getting to watch you know the entirety of Mugen Train again like why would I sit through a thing that's like five hours long when I could just watch the you know the short version right yeah the streamlined version of it all yeah but yeah that's been me that's been my week well I mean that's the good parts of my week I suppose yeah yeah <laughs> the rest of my week has been like stress and and working and like because i'm doing the box office for the film fest again and like i'm i'm head box office so i've had to <laughs> had to do so much work at night like i went to bed at 2 30 on monday damn yeah and i have to do a lot of work tonight but that's okay i signed up for it i'm getting paid <laughs> that's all that matters you get that money All right, Kevin. So let's get into the news of the week. Yep. 
Uh, all right. Let Let's start. Let's start with the the bad news first. Um, so uh, it seems like Mr. Sinatra wants to make a comeback. So Sinatra has made an announcement that he is he wants to come back to competitive play. He actually tweeted out yesterday, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read the tweet now. It says, "It has been a year since I was forced to step away from competitive play." In that time, I've learned a lot about myself and grown as a person. I'm now ready for my return to competitive play and will be starting tryouts this week. Um, and yeah, there has been a lot of backlash and unfortunately a lot of support going the other way as well. So a lot of people are like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is, this is fine. Like he, he's coming back, woo, whatever. But like what, this really says is like it's really if you give Sinatra a second chance it's like it it hasn't done anything to to change the culture of Valorant or the competitive esports scene there so I a lot of people are really against it I'm against it I don't think that he should be allowed to return to play um, especially since you know not only was you know, his, his investigation isn't over, uh, just his suspension is over. Um, but also like if a team signs them, they are literally thinking about, you know, they're, they're undercutting not only the sexual assault victims who are, you know, here in a part of the scene, but also just saying like, Oh, with enough time, like anybody can come back at any time. And I'm, I'm just not on board with it. Um, I just think that, if anything, the competitive scene needs to let Sinatra go and just be fine with like us having other talent that we can rely on. We don't need to bring this guy back into the competitive scene, period. Um, and yeah, that I, I mean, that's just my little piece on it. I don't know if you need to chime in. I mean, um, for me, the fact that he says that he would like, since I was forced to step away, it's just like, you didn't learn anything. Yeah. For you, this has just been one big vacation. Like, and it's just like you're saying, like it's, it's undercutting any repercussions that you could say were supposed to have been felt because of what he is alleged, alleged to have done. Like pretty much what this is saying is if you sexually, if you're accused of sexually assaulting somebody and an investigation happens, like you'll get off with, with a slap on the wrist. It's, yeah. Literally like six, like it, it's six months. Like he was banned for six months from competitive play. And like, this is not good. Like just don't, don't bring him back. Like, I don't care how desperate your team is. You do not need this guy on your team. Like, what if, what if the, because the investigation is still ongoing. Like, what yes. if you sign this kid and then if you find out that he, it's, he's guilty, he's found guilty. Like, what, what do you do then? Yeah. You, you just, you put him, you put him back. Right. Like, it's just, it, it's terrible. Like this shouldn't be allowed. Um, and if anything, like it, you also have to like listen to, you know, the character of Sinatra too. He's not. He wasn't cooperating with Riot when they were doing the investigation. He was withholding evidence. Like, why would you want, 
like sure he's if, if he is a mechanical like player you don't i i feel like the culture of a team is more important than having an individual talent and especially right. you know something that could ruin your reputation like this right mm-hmm. like imagine the team that is so desperate that if they do sign sinatra like what that's going to do to your to your brand right mm-hmm. you're you're supporting this guy who has you know literally hurt and sexually assaulted women you cannot have that in the esports scene period and the fact that like he's saying that he's trying out i don't think he is um i just think that you know if you're a team and you're looking at Sinatra as an option, we are not behind you at all. The whole entire esports scene is not behind you. Like, and and to the people who are, believe it or not, supporting Sinatra in this time, uh, don't associate with me. Like, I I don't care. Like, you're he he doesn't deserve a second chance here. Like, what? Would you go back and get Dream Casper? Is that something that you would do? Uh, is that is that things that you want to bring back? Like it it's terrible. Like, don't do that. Like, yes, they were a good player, but they are a terrible person, and you cannot have that on your team. Now, what do you think about the possibility that someone would sign Sinatra just for the media attention? I think. I don't think Sinatra is dumb enough to take that. Like if, if a, let's just say if a team, like well, because needs they, they don't the have to admit it to him. Like what if like, he's like, regardless of whether he knows it or not, like say a team ends up signing him, but like their internal reason is they just want the media to be mentioning their team. Like they want to be the team that people are watching just simply because of all the, Hullabaloo that's surrounding Sinatra. I don't know. I don't, I don't it's not a business decision <laughs> that a lot of people will be on board with. Um, you're probably gonna lose fans. You're probably not gonna, you're probably gonna get kicked out of the scene again. And the thing is, like, Sinatra isn't dumb enough to just play that either. Like Sinatra needs to like he is still he still considers himself one of the best players in the game. So he's not going to surround himself with like people who aren't going to take it equally seriously. So personally, I don't think that there's any team that would just sign him for the memes or for the, for the media attention Um, because Sinatra himself would not want to sign just for that. Even if, like the team itself has to be good if he's gonna like sign up to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I honestly don't think that any team is gonna sign him just because they know how important or like how bad it's gonna look for their brand. I mean, we honestly don't know how desperate the boy is. <laughs> and yeah, we we still don't know, you know, how desperate the uh, the certain teams will go, you know, but I don't think that it will be that bad, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on, like pretty much most of this episode for once in a very long time is going to be completely 
Overwatch or Blizzard focused for the rest of it. So um, I guess this is considered good news. Um, so Blizzard's been in the news a lot lately, as you all know, for a lot of negative things surrounding their workforce. Um, but for the first time, we actually have like a decently like good story. So um, they're going to convert 1,000 quality assurance worker positions into full-time jobs, um, which is something they announced on Thursday, um, which is the April 7th, so last week. So about like the exact number is about, well, I don't have an exact number, but about 1,100 workers are going to become full-time employees of Blizzard, which means that they're going to get their pay increased to tw- at least $20 an hour, um, and they're going to get bonuses and benefits as well. So that is a, a finally a good thing in regards to how they treat their workers. And it's a good thing just looking at the gaming industry in general, or like, as we all know, there is so much burnout because so many people are being overworked and pressured to pretty much go to their breaking point to meet deadlines, which is a very toxic way to be in an industry. Um According to a Blizzard spokesperson, um, across Activision Blizzard, we are bringing more content to players across our franchises than ever before. As a result, we are refining how our teams work together to develop our games and deliver the best possible experiences for our players. We have ambitious plans for the future, and our quality assurance team members are a critical part of our development efforts. Pretty much all that there is to this story that just... It this change in staffing increases Blizzard's percentage of full-time workers um, to 25%. So I'm guessing a lot of, just based on that number, I'm guessing a lot of people are more part-time or, or maybe um, from external hired positions. Um, I'm not exactly sure how their, their hiring structure works, but um, good for the quality assurance people there. Um, Glad that they're finally getting to be paid full time because having worked part time, it kind of sucks not having insurance or as competitive pay, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's also important that it is the uh, quality assurance, you know, people. They are there to test and make sure that, you know, the game doesn't look bad, you know? Um, So it's good that they're bringing them on and making sure that they are definitely going to test out our game before it hits us. Speaking of employment, Kevin, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, apparently there's an effort in California right now where we both live that companies that have over 500 employees are going to transition to four day work weeks. Yeah. I heard about that. I'm in, I'm intrigued about that because and this is getting very off topic, but if anyone else is is thinking, has heard about this or is thinking about this, like one Europe kind of and other countries have that already. I think like a lot of Scandinavian countries already have the four day work week and they have a lot of protections built in for their workers. Like it's illegal in some countries to send someone a work email after like the work day is the official like recognized work day is over. Um, so that is something very nice to have but like in our very capitalist like protestant work ethic like work obsessed 
society and this is coming from me who is apparently a, a workaholic and i didn't even know it before but i am very much a workaholic um like how would that even work i feel like our in- our infrastructure is so built upon like a five-day work week like if you transition to a four-day work week um does does that mean that you adjust the pay scale to compensate or does that mean that your workers just lose off in a whole day of work yeah and i i don't know the answer to that uh i yeah, wish I mean, <laughs> honestly like it's all hypothetical this it's point. all hypothetical you know right now at least but i i i feel like i'm speaking for both of us but like our generation is kind of broke oh my god yes <laughs> like it's too expensive to buy or afford anything so a house what's that yeah what's a house like come on bro like it's 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 like a it's like a rental that you own. What? What do you mean? Why would I no, owning but, things? Who exactly. owns anything anymore? Um, but the idea is like when we have that, like if we do have a four day work week, right? Is it just because like the other couple of days are going to be like hybrid work, or is it just like we're people who, especially in our society, that need money, we're just going to work the other days, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that changes yeah. much. It'll just be like, oh, you work four days a week and you'll be like, okay, uh, what's available Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Like, what can I do on, on the weekends to, to get some money? You know, see, I, um, I work in an industry, social media, where it's easy for us to, to pretty much manage a four day work week. Like we can, and aside from staggering and like when our employees come in, like we can just schedule things out in advance. Like we can just schedule our, we schedule our posts for the weekend. So we can just automate a lot of that. We just write the copy, put, plug in the assets into whatever program we're using and, and we're good. Like we, we just go and back and moderate retroactively all the comments when we get back to work. But like there's industries where you can't do that. And on top of that, like assuming that you're, what's most likely going to happen is that if this happens, you're not getting paid for that extra day. You just, you lose that day of work. You're not getting your pay adjusted to, to match that scale. Like that's just going to force more people to have to need to work a second job because as you pointed out, Kevin, we are all so broke. Yeah, we can't, we really can't like afford to do that. So that, that's the unfortunate truth about it. If we do have four day work weeks, that's going to be the, the go-to like answer. Like, more people are just going to work more than one job. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening, but um, if we, if we do somehow trans like translate over to that, it'd be cool to like have things to do as well. You know, like just more like if there, if things like entertainment becomes cheaper because of it, like it might be interesting to see if that's like the go-to like flow of like, we, we work like Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's just like, you know, entertainment things that like they want people to actually go outside and enjoy their life. But, you know, in, in reality, we're probably all just going to be end up, end up working those jobs anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you were, if you live in one of those countries and you're listening to this, that has a four day work week, let us know how that, how you like it. Like what are, what are some kind of intricacies in navigating 
like the rest of your week where you're not working, are you forced to have a job that compensates or does your job like pay enough that you don't have to? Like, how does it work? I'm so curious because like my company, it's, it's only, I think about 200 employees. So we don't really have to worry about that. But I know like, say like a Walmart or something, you're probably going to have close to that or like a big company like Disneyland or something's going to need to, to, to adjust because of that. Like they definitely have more than 500 employees. It's like, it's not possible that they don't. But anyway, moving back into the Overwatchy topics of things. Um, so speaking of, of he who shall, well, I mean, we named him, but he who generally shall not be named. Um, they, took off, they took out his, um, his alien skin from Overwatch because of what he did or what he, I guess we have to legally say what he allegedly did um, after the Blizzard stuff came to light. They changed the Cowboys name, obviously from Jesse McCree to Cole Cassidy to avoid any, um, any association with the real life scumbag doing what he did. Um, Man, now, I still think that they should have put that to a, to a crowd vote, you know? We oh, absolutely. Had, I we think we could have had, you know, Yeehaw McBang Bang. That would have been, <laughs> would have been a really good name for, for him. Yeah. Definitely better than than Coca Cola casserole. And anyway, yeah. it would have also would have made the um the name a lot easier to swallow for a lot of people who don't feel like the name change was necessary. Like that kind of audience engagement and participation is definitely very necessary. Um, but back in 2021, another thing that was changed was, um, in spite of what we saw previously of the New York map, that there was going to be a place called Jeff's Corner Pizza. Um, that was an, a nod to Papa Jeff Kaplan. Um, that was discovered to have been changed to just say corner pizza now. Um, and now another one that has been changed more recently is there was a place in the Toronto map called Tim Fordson's, which is um, a, a reference to the Canadian coffee shop, Tim Hortons. Um, this was a reference to the assistant technical director for Overwatch and Overwatch 2, Timothy Ford. Um, it has been changed to be called Tom Beanson's. So um, it looks like Overwatch is just as a whole removing any and every reference to any real human being that has been associated with Blizzard or the company, just I guess to remove any future complications due to associations with troublesome people. Um, and as much as it, it's like, it's kind of sad to see, especially the Jeff reference taken away because as far as we know, Jeff wasn't part of what was going on in Blizzard. And according to Blizzard employees, Jeff was instrumental in shielding the Overwatch team from all of that negativity. Um, I do feel like just clean slate wiping everything is probably for the best. Yeah, Unfortunately, like that is just the outcome of what happened. I just, I don't agree, like, I agree with the move of just like removing certain, certain people, certain people's names from the, the Overwatch lore. Um, 
but at the same time, it's just like that's the only way how we could remember Jeff if he's, you know, still around and what what he would do here. We have the memes. We yes, we do have, have the memes. memes. <laughs> the the Yule log for however many hours he was there. Yeah, we can we could still celebrate every Christmas and just pull that up, you know. We can still remember Jeff from the Overwatch team. Um so speaking of maps in Overwatch, um very recently the Overwatch team released a blog posting on the Blizzard website that's called uniting gameplay and style behind overwatch 2's complex map design um there's not a real lot to take from this it just kind of explores how they they match design with functionality so for example like um if you're looking at colosseo which is like the new push map that's set in rome that's like the coliseum um in order to make push mode fair it's a mirrored map so no matter where you start on on what team you are in the map um you're pretty much pushing the same path because it's it's mirrored now that leaves the question of how do you make the map like look unique and interesting on both sides um and then that comes in into like the the map design so things like color or I guess maybe day night cycles or whatever, or using different pieces of architecture or iconic buildings or whatever, like putting these things in around the map so that you're, you're not feeling that it's, it's so samey and that no matter where you go in this map, even if it is mirrored structurally, it's still interesting enough so that you don't feel like it was low effort. Yeah, and I, I feel like that is an interesting thing. Just to, you have to have variety in the map, so it so it just doesn't feel like you know you're running down the same thing. Um, mm. But the fact that it's also mirrored is really important because that way, like one team doesn't have like a literal advantage moving forward. I mean, that's like it's a thing that's brought up in uh, you know Valorant as well, where it's just like which side is better. Like some some maps lean towards defense or towards attack and I, I really wouldn't want that happening in you know in overwatch in general but mm-hmm. um the fact that they're saying at least on push maps you know it is going to be equal and even it's going to be helpful for us later down the line to know that and to really uh expand and essentially just take all that in it's going to be very helpful for us yeah another thing that this uh blog post does note is that with all of the changes happening in the structure of Overwatch, namely like that there's only going to be one tank, they are shifting the structure of some maps to, um, well, to all maps to accommodate that one less tank. They're adding in, for example, more cover options so that it, it takes some of the pressure off the tank to defend everybody and gives the other players more places to hide and avoid damage they're also adding a daytime nighttime cycle that i mentioned very briefly earlier which is aimed at making certain areas either easier or difficult to see um and changes the i guess the mo the vibe or emotion that is associated with each map so um there's there's again there's there's really not a lot to to take from this 
article, but it does what it does, I think, do well is that it gives a little bit of insight into how the team is looking at making Overwatch 2 seem like it's oh, I guess worth playing, I should say. Like there, there's actually thought and work and design that's going into making the maps in Overwatch 2. Yeah, and it's not just like it's not just, oh, we're cranking this out just to crank it out. Um, there's actually a lot of like thought process and how could I say it? Just like review of it. So I, I'm really interested to see how it's going. So another new thing that was revealed for Overwatch 2 is that today we got a look at Sojourn's backstory. There is a video on Overwatch's YouTube page right now. So you could go and check that out. Um, so pretty much what we know so far is that she was part of the Canadian military who was recruited by um, well not necessarily recruited but she worked alongside Jack Morrison and Overwatch during the Omnic crisis and then when the Omnic crisis was over then Jack wanted her to work more closely with Overwatch so he recruited her and then she joined Overwatch and then I guess at some point she left probably I guess she left I think it's teasing that she left before overwatch ended because she has this line like if you even if you love something sometimes you have to walk away from it um and so tomorrow on well by the time i release this it's already be over the, the, we're all edited it'll all be done it'll already be on the internet but there's a gameplay trailer in a q a on overwatch's twitch on april 14th at 11 a.m um honestly if you look at our twitter right now there was a I retweeted something that was like leaked footage of what Sojourn's gameplay looks like, what her abilities are. So you can go and check that out. Um, I'm interested in like just her abilities. Cause like her arms are robotic. So what is it? What is her animation going to really look like? She has uh, the rail gun that we know. And like, we teased a little bit of her abilities. No, we didn't. That was a Junker queen. Um, but like they've teased a little bit of her before with her railgun and whatnot. So you can go look at what that looks like in the video. But I want to know how she, what my, my main interest is like, how is she going to synergize with existing team comps and plays? Because having Sojourn, like even if it's just one character, like that could change up a lot of how the game plays. Like with an Echo, for example. I mean, you remember when Brig came in? Oh my God, <laughs> Gate Breaker! <laughs> Literally changing the game. So Ghosts. it's just things like that. Like you have to keep that in mind when we when we do have these new like characters coming in. Are we gonna? Is it gonna change the way how we look at the game? Um, and especially, you know, you know, it's five v five now. How how is that right. gonna change our own mentality going forward too? Mm -hmm. What are you hoping, like? to get out of like a sojourn synergy if that like my if you can even speculate at this point yeah i feel like it's it's interesting um i can't really speculate too much about it i just i like the way how it's uh how it's gonna be hopefully tackled um i i just want to i just want to see what happens honestly um how does sojourn operate how does it uh and how, how will we utilize them in game? Is it 
it's just going to give Overwatch players a lot more to look forward to and a new way to play the game. So that's the main thing that I'm I'm looking forward to here. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I'm seeing now, she has like of a lot of mobility. She has her, a, I guess, a charge shot and a rapid shot. She has a slide. Um, she has some sort of kind of a crowd control. So I feel like she's going to be a very fast player. So I feel like she's probably going to be good with the dive comps is what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how that plays out. And, you know, if we do see this, the first season of it being dive, that, that'll be another interesting thing to keep in, keep in mind there. Oh, I hate playing dive. <laughs> I'm not a dive player. I'm a death ball player. Give me my Reinhardt. Give me my Sigma. <laughs> I'll have to relearn how to do everything in this game. Uh, but at least I have a couple like friends who are like moderately interested in, in what, what can happen here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel Kevin, I feel, I think you should take this, this next one because you've all, you've casted with some of these people before. Yes. Um, I, I'm really excited about this new overwatch league uh, talent roster. Uh, so the, the overwatch league has officially, announced the people who are going to be on the desk um and in your games for your casting pairs um moving forward so um i'm really excited to hear from everybody and you know have another good year of overwatch league and have some excellent coverage so um we'll start out with the desk uh not a lot has changed we have uh Zoe, we have danny costa and reinforce um very solid group you know uh very robust in their analysis and I'm, I'm glad that they are keeping it this way there's not going to be a lot uh, added to it it's just going to be you know the the mainstays the kind of the kind of rocks here that are going to anchor us to what's going on in the world of overwatch and the overwatch league um now let's get into the casting pairs because there's been a lot of mix-up especially since we've heard you know certain pairs are are leaving especially the big ones being uh brandon sideshow now working in Valorant. It's going to be interesting to see who works here. So uh, let's actually go over who who is here. Uh, I'm going to actually start with the people who we know the most uh, and then just kind of work our way to some of the peeps who we might not know as well. Um, so the, the big ones, you know, we are still going to have Uber and Mr. X. That is going to be, you know, one of the bigger castings um, that that are just going to be playing off of each other. That is like the West main ones. Um, we'll take a peek at the East coverage, the people who we know, um, that is going to be Achilles and Avril are both going to be covering that. And this is where it's going to get really interesting. Um, a lot of these other casters are really great talents and I'm interested in seeing what happens with them. The first one, biggest announcement, you know, I gotta say huge shout out leg day and lemon Kiwi got in. Um, if it wasn't going to be lemon Kiwi and Jake, uh, I would have, I, I love to have leg day on the cast. And so these two are amazing, uh, together. If you've ever heard them in contenders, they're, they're great, uh, chemistry and pair, um, really literally like riding off of the heels of the original, like boop tornado kind of vibe. So I'm, I'm excited for them to take over, uh, for parts of the East. So that's going to be interesting for the West. We have jaws and Necra. So Jaws, also a really good caster for um, for contenders and also um, a bunch of the leagues that were around that area. And then Necra um, is another one that I, I remember casting with her back in, um, I think it was, 
geez, it was a league um, a while ago. I casted one game, but I know Necra primarily from the Pokemon community. Um, she does uh, VGC for the most part. Um, and, you know, dabbled in Unite for a little bit. Uh, and then you're just a huge Pokemon fan overall. So I'm really excited and really interested in seeing what this, uh, what this specific, uh, like contract entails, like, does this open up a lot of things for the Pokemon community? Um, or does that just leave a hole for, you know, an entire season of the Overwatch League? Um, and is that, you know, does that become the Wild West once again? Um, but once again, Jaws, Necra, good pairing. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do um, and, and see what ends up happening from, uh, from that point. Uh, the last pairing that I wanted to point out was Trid and Vicky Kitty. I'm glad that they're bringing back Vicky Kitty. Um, she did really well. And Trid is also just another really good, like, quick play-by-play caster. Give, give them a lot of credit. Um, and yeah, that is our full 2020 casting pairs. I am excited to see how these guys all perform. I know some of them have that, like, they have the repertoire to do it. They have the experience, the, um, you know, they've been under this level of pressure, but now they finally get their, their time in the spotlight. They get to step into the, into the Overwatch League and, um, I remember, I think Uber was the one who said it this year. Um, he had a tweet saying this year of Overwatch League is the most important in the history of Overwatch just because it is the season where we're now getting a, we're getting a new game. Um, and the Overwatch League is, is rechanging, reforming every day. So now it's going to come down to the way how like, the casting the crew from the desk to the to the pairs themselves for them to carry this kind of like they have to not only carry the torch but also introduce everybody to to fire again kind of so that's that's how much importance uber is putting on not only the cast but just the overwatch league in general um and it's going to be really interesting to see how they all pair up how they all cast together and I'm excited to see them work together. Um, I, you know, I, I have the pleasure of casting with a couple of these people um, way early in their careers. Not anymore. I know, unfortunately, um, but like they are all amazing people. I, I, I would love to, you know, get in touch if we could one day um, or even just like, I, I just want to see how well they do in the Overwatch League. And I I'm, I have faith that the league picked the correct casters, um, even with the currently like depleted cast. So this being such a pivotal season for the Overwatch League, do you feel like it was a good decision to change up and have some new fresh talent? Or do you think they should have maybe relied on more proven skill and, and and people who already had like an established following within the community and like that familiarity? Um, I feel like it's 50-50. Like, honestly, you want to have reliability. You want to have a team that you know can cast a game. But the other thing that I wanted to point out is like, you want casters who are going to be like enthusiastic and excited to see what's going to happen with the game. Um, I feel like, you know, Valorant has really taken up a lot of that 
hype from from a lot of casters so mm-hmm. like that's why we've seen the transition of a lot of people moving over there um you know brand sideshow you have golden boy on occasion having like showing up here it's just things like that allow players to get really excited for like their games in general and these people have been proven to to work their way through it um they've you know stuck it out through contenders they've they've casted you know college games anything really and are so passionate about the game which is overwatch so Mm -hmm. i think that i would rather in, in my opinion if like i would much rather have excited you know casters who love their job and love everything that's going down um versus like I, w- I would rather have that compared to somebody who is doing it just for the paycheck. Do you feel at some point maybe then it, with that, like some of the older casters were maybe just doing it for the paycheck? I, I think some of them were just for the <laughs> reliability of it just being, you know, you have a nine to five, you show up, you play the game, you listen to the game, you watch the games talk about the games and then you just go home and you call it a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like in casting. That is a very rare opportunity just because as a caster, you are constantly going to like right now for me, like earlier today, even I had to sit in a meeting for two hours to see if we could get approved for a league to, to even cast a game. And lucky for us, we are, Um, I'll plug it in later, but it's just like, it's not reliable. Like there's no reliable work as a caster um, unless you have something like the Overwatch League. Like the Overwatch League is letting these people cast and cover a bunch of games together. Um, And, you know, it's organized play. It's consistent over like consistent play that's going on. So I respect that and I, I like what they're doing. Um, and I do think that there have been casters in the past who have just done it for the reliability and the paycheck. So I hope that that's not the case for, for these new peeps. I hope that they genuinely enjoy the game and are going to like the reliability still is a thing, but I just hope that, you know, we get to have more like they, they enjoy their job and are going to bring that enthusiasm to the cast rather than having to just worry about, you know, surviving and living Mm -hmm. like honestly as as much as i i i wasn't a fan of sideshow i do feel like i feel like he did have a a place and a very established following within the overwatch community so it was a shock when he and bran were let go i i honestly felt like if anyone was going to leave and i was telling you this earlier kevin i was feeling like it would be Mr. X who was going to be asked to leave, especially after his, um, his casting occasion, like his incident last year with the casting. Um, I feel like that might've had an impact there, but it's interesting that it was Brennan sideshow for whatever reason that were asked to, to leave that, or, you know, maybe they, they want to take their things to another, to another game. Like they can prove themselves in another game. They want to do it. And I think that might be the might be the case. And mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is another thing that we always have these like discussions about 
is um what like not just saying like oh the life's the life cycle or the life uh span of a game but rather like how long can you keep people interested in said game mm-hmm. um and i mean if you, if you were ha- if you had to play a game for four or five years now <laughs> uh i think you would get tired of it as well and i think that like there's only so much that you can like be on board with without having without having it eventually like just take its toll on you so I, I do think that, you know, the people who are sticking out since season one, I, I give them props. They they must still love the game. I love the game. Um, just not to that extent anymore. And for me as well, like, I know I could cast Overwatch again. Like, if somebody hired me for another Overwatch cast, I would do it in a heartbeat. But, like, I cannot build myself in that space just because it is hard to compete. Mm-hmm. Um so at the same time, like I, I respect everybody who has made their way, especially, you know, Lemming Kiwi back in the days of broadcast GG. Um, like that was what, two, almost three years ago. I would say three, four years ago. Oh my God. Um, like them, me meeting Mushu Beef, like all those guys were really important to the way how I cast now. And it's really good to see them like now, you know, taking the stand. Like now they're in the big league. They're the ones who are repping. Um, everything that we've come to like come from the bottom and now you know we're here so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out it's interesting that you like you mentioned the people like feeling like they they're tired of casting this this league where you have like you have people who make career entire careers of of casting one game like mm-hmm. you cast basketball for your entire life you cast baseball your entire life or you you play basketball for 20 years where with esports there's such a high turnover rate i I just i think the contrast there is is so interesting especially when like when you look at like when it goes to players even um even though like esports in itself has a sort of there's a certain endurance that you need to be able to sit and, and play. Like there's a certain set of skills that you're using, but it's, it's not exactly the most physically taxing. It doesn't wear your body out like some other sports do. And, and in spite of that, like, like people like Kobe were able to play basketball for 20 years in spite of what it did to his body, where you have people in, in esports who play like a year and they're done. Yeah, I, I feel like the the main thing that I want to point out is like the difference of like the two. Like one, like for with basketball, baseball, and like our traditional sports, um, you get better the more you play, right? You get better over time because you understand the game and you enjoy the game, and you become kind of like this veteran in the scene. Um, what happens in esports, on the other hand, which is super like unfortunate, is like the best players are the youngest. Like when you are young, you're the best player that you can be. Um, you have faster reaction time. You have like, you're sharp. Um, your, your skills are like hundred percent there. Like, yes, like there are veterans in the game that can be super old and still hang with the youngins, but there are a lot more like things that are reliant on reaction time in esports in particular 
uh, that doesn't translate to like basketball as well, like basketball, football, or baseball, or more of our traditional sports in that fact. Um, so unfortunately, like if like, let's just say if like in basketball, the ball always moves at a hundred miles per hour, like, yeah, you would have a bunch of young kids being able to track that as quickly as possible. Um, but when it does come down to like games that require literally like split second decisions, sometimes like the younger, the younger peeps are like just moving faster in the, in that moment. Um, doesn't mean that if you're like 35, just give up. That's not, that's not the takeaway here. Um, you can have veterans who are really good. Um, I mean, if you want to look at the, the current story for me is uh, my coach Kairos um, from, from Overwatch is, has now just been signed to, you know, a Valorant contract. And I'm, I'm excited for him in that fact, but there's also just like, it's a learning. It's just like, you have a lot to learn and it's just a matter of time before you like, you finally get it down. Well, another thing that I think that, yeah, words, I think that I do like about this, um, this announcement that they have on the Overwatch website is that they have what everybody plays and they also have their pets, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I think that that wraps it up for the news that we have for this week. Anything you wanted to to add, Kevin, or, or talk about? I know you said that you were going to plug your uh, the new league that you were talking with. Oh yeah. Um. So this weekend, I am going to be casting, uh, the Pokemon Unite Blitz by Arcway Gaming. Uh, I'm going to be doing that every other week, every other Saturday. Uh from now until whenever they tell me they're done. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, as it's gonna be that it's gonna start at uh, the tournament itself. I believe starts at seven p.m. Eastern, so that's like four o'clock our time, and then it will go until um, it will go until we get called in. Okay, wait, hold on, test stream. Yeah, um, and we'll be casting like the final four matches, so it's gonna be another really quick one, but. It's uh, it's it's exciting that like I'm now being called up to to do more of these leagues, even though they're not official, like Pokemon Unite commentary things for the official Pokemon Unite thing. But like I am being called up to like actively to be a part of these things, and I'm I'm excited, uh, and hopefully like the the final you know the the final thing that I'm trying to get to is you know that World Championship series, um. You know, I, I have already marked off my calendar dates because um, I, I want to go. And if I get the call, I'm going like manifest I, that energy. I don't care. Like if like if my sister says, oh, I'm getting married on the day. I'm like, bro, no, sorry. I'm casting Pokemon. I can't <laughs> like if, if anything happens, like like the perfect girlfriend falls out of the sky and wants to like go on a date on those days. I'm like, sorry pokemon (laughs) it's just it's it's a thing that like obviously like i've been working towards for a long time and now i just need to make that final push for it it feels like a long ways away but you know when you think about you know how quickly time is going for you know us us people who are slowly approaching you know birthdays or have had birthdays 
uh, time moves by faster. Uh, I don't like the concept of, of mortality, Kevin. Yeah, mortality is spooky, but uh, it is uh, it's the reason why we get out of bed every morning. The reason is because I have work. <laughs> oh, well, like, yeah, work and I like money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, just just have fun like with with life right now. Just uh, if you need if you need somebody to go to an arcade with you, hit me up. Uh, I took my okay. I took a coworker earlier today. Like we went out for we had a meeting earlier in the morning. He's like, I want to go eat somewhere, and so we ended up like getting breakfast, and then after breakfast, he we still had like an hour and a half to kill, and so we drove close to where we work. And there is an arcade close by. And so I'm like, okay, because we need to burn an hour before you start your job. And I need to like get my reps in. I took them to, to the arcade and I was like, okay, how about this? I'll shoot with just my left hand versus you at full strength. And he's like, that's some, that's some BS. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Uh, <laughs> no. I beat him by 20. <laughs> so I was like, okay. He's like, okay. Now, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'll go full strength, but I have to double your score. And if, if you get half of my score, you win. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And like, I showed him full strength and he's like, okay, like we, we have a, we have a true shootout. And I told, I told him like, yeah, this is, this is what I do at the arcades. It's not a fluke. And he's like, yeah I, I we need to just start getting the other people at work to start placing bets now <laughs> like bro i'm not trying to make a side hustle but uh <laughs> give me give me some of that cut though <laughs> well let us know how how your further adventures at, at hoops go yeah i'll definitely let you know how it goes all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week. Hope you enjoyed our Overwatch coverage and our our, our usual asides and, and tangents. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.